the Calgary Board of Education is working to move the school for young and expecting moms from its current safe, secluded location to being jammed in with another high school in what is sure to be a dangerous and incredibly difficult situation for teen moms. Tune in for more. Hi folks, my name is Cam. I'm the host of the Pro-Life Guys podcast, a show dedicated to equipping you with the tools that you need to have compassionate and compelling conversations about abortion so that together we can change minds, save lives, and transform our culture. Thanks a ton for tuning in. Um, today's episode is going to be a really cool one. It's going to be a little less apologetics focused and a little bit more um, focused on a, a current news item here in Calgary, but that I think that the outcome is relevant for conversations about abortion. So often we are confronted with um, pregnancy situations, either theoretical or very real for some um, expecting moms and those who are concerned about them, pertaining to those who may be in high school and the impact that pregnancy may have on high school students. And Calgary is one of the really cool spots in Canada that has a high school program dedicated exclusively towards pregnant and new moms so they can complete their high school education in a safe, secure, harassment-free environment. Um, and as my, my guest today, Jeff Park, a good friend of mine, uh, will get into, not only have they found tremendous success with this program, um, with graduation rates of moms and, and success of children going forward, all that kind of thing. They, so we've got that, but we've got the Calgary Board of Education, the, um, the entity that oversees this school, it's been an independent, secure, safe facility for, um, I believe, close to 20 years now. I'm sure Jeff's going to get into the details on it. Um, but the, this facility that they're looking to move away from its current independent standalone setup to ramming it into another high school um, in in one of the Calgary high schools here. And so I think it's really important for us to be aware of because I think this is a really cool opportunity for us to reflect on and integrate into our conversations positive changes that can be made for those experiencing challenging pregnancies. So often in my conversations, I talk to people about how we need to be working towards um, society with the infrastructure to support people who are going through pregnancy, that, that it shouldn't need to be a choice between either you're a parent or you graduate high school, either you're a parent or you graduate university. I mean, we just went through two years of COVID where um, a huge number of high school students and university students were studying online. Um, and, and I know that that's not optimal for most educational experiences. However, can't we take some lessons out of that and apply them towards how we can help facilitate pregnant or young moms um, and dads for that matter as well, obviously, to be able to complete their diploma, complete their degrees, their post-secondary um, um, hopes and dreams and aspirations? How do we get this from a society in which it's an either or to one where you can have both and? This isn't a matter of having your cake and eating it. It's a matter of not being excluded from participating in so many facets of society simply because you have children, that the fact that you have children shouldn't prevent you from being able to pursue an education, shouldn't prevent you from being able to pursue a career or at the very least um, hold your place in line as you um, bring your child to um, an appropriate age for you to be able to re-enter the workforce, whatever it may be. I, I know there's a, a wide array of opinions on whether or not um, – 
we should be pushing moms back into the workforce. I don't think that we should be pushing moms either way. I don't think we should be pushing um, women either way. I don't think it needs to be a matter of you're not a successful woman unless you're a parent. You're not a successful woman unless you have a career, blah, blah, blah. I think that, that success can be evaluated in a tremendous number of different ways. All that to say, I think that today's conversation, I hope and pray, will lead towards an informed um, audience on what we could be advocating for, not only in Calgary and how you can get involved in Calgary to prevent this massive um, and really unfortunate change from happening, but also what you might be able to do in your home community, maybe with your um, alma mater, maybe with your your post-secondary or even your secondary school, how can we facilitate changes that make pregnancy and parenting more manageable for people in different seasons of life? So without further ado, um, I a little bit background on my guest, Jeff Park. He is the executive director of the Alberta Parents Union, an organization of Alberta parents advocating for the best possible education for Alberta students, whether that be public, separate, francophone, alternative, chapter, independent, or home education. I'm sure there's other ones that I missed in there, um, other forms of education, but, but those are kind of the core areas that he works on. He's committed to standing alongside parents and their children to advocate for an excellent parent-led and equitable education system which recognizes the importance and value of choice. Jeff has an extensive background working policy research, advocacy, political campaigning. He lives in Calgary with his wife and four children. Jeff is an absolute legend. Um, I've known him almost since I moved to Calgary. He's been involved in so many different cool political campaigns. Um, the guy knows how politics work, uh, which is cool for a guy like me who does not understand how politics work. And really relies on people like him to bring me up to speed so that I don't have to uh, get my hands too muddy in the political realm. Um, and and a great friend of mine as well. He's done a lot of pro-life work with CCBR. He's a big supporter of our team here and really a leader in this realm as it pertains to Louise Dean High School and the challenges that it's going through right now. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jeff Park, Executive Director of the Alberta Parents Union. All right, folks, Jeff Park. Jeff, thanks so much for taking the time to join me on the Pro Life Guys podcast. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Good stuff. We have been bouncing back and forth on this topic for a long time. I apologize. We haven't been able to have you on before this. We're talking about the Louise Dean um, School for Young Moms and a bit of a crisis that's happening with the Calgary Board of Education trying to move the program from one facility to another. But I, I'd love if you could give the audience a little bit of a background on Louise Dean as a school, what services it offers, and, and why it's so essential to have a solid program with funding in a safe and secure location. Absolutely. And th thank you so much for having me on to talk about this. Uh, it's So the Louise Dean Center provides what, what the educrats like to call wraparound services, which is to say um, everything that everything that you might imagine from, from babysitting to uh, to new mom training, to uh, to social supports of all kinds, and 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 uh, mental health supports, medical supports uh, for the new moms, all that in in one location, in uh, and uh, and that's that's really helpful because um, uh, a lot of these moms. So so. For, for the listeners, the Louise mm -hmm. Dean School is is only for teen moms that have that have uh, become pregnant while still in high school, and and so the these supports are very important in that because 
Um, a lot of them don't have transportation. A lot of them don't have maybe family support. Um, and uh, basically, none of them have support from the father. The, it, from from any of the girls I've talked to and any of the testimonies I've heard, the father's basically not in the picture pretty much universally. And and uh, and so uh, it's sort of an all-in wraparound services and. And that's been that's been very important because we used to have in this in this country about a fifty percent immediate dropout rate mm -hmm. for girls that got pregnant while still in high school, and then the graduation rate was in the twenties. Okay. Uh, and and so with with this policy change that it, that basically happened all across Canada in the nineties, um, when the teen pregnancy rate was quite a bit higher. Mm -hmm. um, with with this policy change to having uh, these schools in their own location, uh, specialized schools, 14 moms, mm -hmm. uh, in what, what they call sheltered programming in their own location, um, that, that 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 policy decision has uh, made a huge impact, and, mm -hmm. and you and I would agree, has saved lives. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, that, so now, in not having to feel like they have to choose between their child and their education, um, Louise Dean students have a 91.4% graduation mm -hmm. rate, and that's compared to a 78% graduation rate among all students in Canada. Yeah. So, so this is an excellent program. The uh, um, you're taking a, a group of moms that are that uh, about 45% of them would be considered high risk teens themselves. Yeah. Um, and they're going into this program and and having children who are healthier than their peers and uh, and do better in school mm -hmm. than their peer, the children of of the. So it's breaking this cycle. Of of all too often teen pregnancy and 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 poverty and 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 all these uh, all these social ills that can come from uh, this tragedy and uh, and so it's breaking um, it's breaking that cycle and and setting up the next generation coming from these moms in in the in the best possible chance they're going to get. Uh, anywhere and 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 so that has been a huge policy win. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that that's something we talk about on the podcast all the time about all the challenges facing young moms and how programs like this are often vital for helping them choose life with their children when they realize that it's not like you mentioned the alternative of either I keep the baby and I drop out of school and my career prospects are, are torched and the, the dad is out of the picture and all this kind of stuff and really difficult um, kind of future plans, quality of life, whatever people are, are tempted to call them versus facilitating their thriving themselves as moms, as young women who are moving through their education, setting themselves up for potentially post-secondary careers, whatever it may be. Which, by the way, they also do at a higher rate than their peers. They attain graduate. Uh, they do graduate work at a higher rate than their peers as well. Yeah. Uh, it is, it, anyway. In fact, they'll set them up and set their kids up for success. Well, it's absolutely phenomenal. And yet, 
this year, and, and you've been following this since it really broke, and, and one of the only voices following this since it broke, um, Calgary Board of Education trying to pivot away from that, that um, isolated independent facility where these moms are able to gain that education, that stability, that, that parenting mentorship, I'm sure, as well, um, that they can get in a safe and secure environment where they're not getting pressured and bullied from the people around them. Um, it, it's frankly disturbing some of the things that I have heard doing outreach at other high schools when they're talking about the attendees at Louise Dean um, School and the commentary about their, their habits and behaviors and all that kind of stuff. Um, Ironically, the number of people who tell us, oh, you, you should be doing our, your outreach at Louise Dean School rather than here, and be like, okay, well, all of the parent, all of the, the attendees at that school have chosen life for their children, <laughs> um, which is a bit ironic, but, but that's water under the bridge. Um, this um, has been a bit of an ongoing thing that is reared its head again um, this year about Calgary Board of Education trying to change the setup of this program, and, and you've obviously been a leader in tracking and responding to this. Bring us up to speed on what the Calgary Board of Education has been trying to do, not only this year, but, but in the, the years leading up to here, and why it significantly compromises the ability of, um, uh, of the facilitators, the, the teachers, the, the social workers, whomever is involved in this ministry, in this program right now, severely impacts their ability to provide a safe, stable, and and uh, thriving environment to these young moms. Exactly, and and you're right. This this isn't uh, new this year. Unfortunately, the uh, the Calgary Board of Education has been trying this with this program for a while. They they had moved this program um, into the Ernest Manning High School, and and the girls who went there said that it was a nightmare that um, that it was it was violent it was scary um, you had just the regular problem of teenage boys saying what you've I'm sure heard teenage boys say in your outreach and you do a lot of outreach in uh, a lot of the neighborhoods that that these girls come from and that's one of the reasons that that they say that this this isolated programming is essential for them is, is they say, yes, we do come from these neighborhoods and our bulliers and harassers go to these schools and we don't want to go back into these schools. Uh, unfortunately, the Calgary Board of Education has been passing this off as uh, as if the, the reduced drive time, the reduced transportation time to get, uh, to get to a school closer to where they live, that that's some sort of a benefit and the girls are saying it's it's quite the opposite they that that this is in um west hillhurst a neighborhood in calgary that is uh significantly safer uh significantly um sheltered from the neighborhoods that they grow up in is an essential selling point of the program uh for a lot of them and um and but so the calgary board of education has been trying to do this for a while um, but February of this year, they started this process to try to move it into Jack James High School. And they say that, that they're saying that it's because with the teen pregnancy rate falling, which which we can all rejoice over, especially um, it, it's not falling because of an increased abortion rate among teens. It's falling because of a decreased pregnancy rate mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, among teens, which is fantastic. Um, and and. But so that 
that policy victory, that good news story, um, the County Board of Education is seeing as a threat for this program because now there are only 46 students in this program, which again, is a great thing. In any other context, the Calgary Board of Education is going to be saying that the class sizes are too big. <laughs> we need we need smaller class sizes, smaller programs. We need to be able to, um, but but in this situation where they have that, where they can they can provide um, the the most targeted kind of programming because uh, because they have a smaller set of students and and potentially the most vulnerable students they have in their system, uh, they're they're saying reduce teen pregnancy rate as if it's a bad thing, <laughs> uh, and and are are wanting they're, so they're saying that the issue then is that the province set standards for utilization rates that the province wants you to have an eighty five percent utilization rate of your facilities and that does not mean eighty five percent of the kids you could possibly cram into the building uh, a lot of people. Uh, it, it, it's a it's a it's a formula based on um, okay if at a hundred percent would we feel good about you're actually using mm -hmm. all the rooms all the <laughs> facilities you have here um, and uh, and so they say they're moving Louisiana because it's below eighty five percent when the Calgary Board of Education has forty six schools below 70% utilization rate. And and none of them are they moving so rapidly to try to close as they are um, with Louise Dean. And so we asked the question, um, why couldn't you take one of your 46 failing schools and, uh, and move them into, move one of those into uh, a school that also isn't 100% utilized, um, and and the, whatever the smaller building is, let the Louise Dean program have that building, and it would um, it would likely be cheaper than all the renovations that they're trying to do now, because of because of the safety concerns at Jack James, they're they're sort of reacting after all the pressure that that our supporters and, and many others were able to bring uh, to create a separate entrance and uh, and 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 key card entry and and to, and to sort of shelter it off as it, the best the best they can um, but uh, still if if a, a mom wants to use the gym use the library uh, if if they uh, um, well, I mean, even even the same bus routes and whatnot, and oh, spending time at the bus stops, and then they're probably going to be on the same bus. So, like, my brain works through the way of by way of analogy, and, right. and you think about any other vulnerable student population, and and if it was um, children with disabilities, we're saying no, we're, we don't have enough kids with disabilities anymore. Therefore, we're going to ram them into this school where there has clearly been problems with bullying children with disabilities. That'd be absolutely asinine to think that that would be the solution to the problem of. We'll just make sure that the wheelchair entrance is only on one side of the building, and surely they won't bump into anybody else using the same facility. That's a bit bonkers to think of. And so, if if that's the scenario, which is an alarming scenario, that these parents, like you said, many of the most vulnerable students within the entire board, are, are going to be in 
for those not in Calgary, Jack James, this isn't to paint with too broad of strokes, unfortunately, but Jack James being in a much different neighborhood than the current um, Louise Dean School being in West Hillhurst is in one of the, um, just north of downtown, it's a very well-to-do neighborhood. There's a lot of good protections and, and very safe and very few incidents of, of violence and, and whatnot. Moving towards Jack James, where this isn't to, to paint everybody as a violent criminal or whatever at, at Jack James, but rather, just statistically, there's far more incidents happening at the school and in the neighborhood than there are in the current location. And so I'm sure a lot of people have been asking the question, like, what is motivating um, Calgary Board of Education to move this direction? I know you've touched on a few of the motivating factors already, but what else would would um, push somebody to move in this direction of taking these girls from a very, very well-reviewed very safe, very secure, very ideal location um, for a lot of them to this far less than ideal scenario. Because uh, I'm sure that it's more than just a single factor. I'm sure there's multiple factors contributing towards this proposal that unfortunately has already been passed by um, yes. by their own council. And as we get into what we're responding to now to try to kind of push back against this decision, what, what motivated this? Yeah, so I, it's, I would say that, in essence, it's that the Calgary Board of Education does not do small well. They do they do empire building. They do they do big. They uh, and and so so I I think I think it mostly just falls out uh, falls outside the calcu their calculation. You know the the common sense that most of us would apply to something like this sort of just falls outside their calculations the way they they think about their their own programming and 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 that was seen in when uh at the the, the five-hour board meeting um where this was decided um they they had a a five-hour board meeting exactly two weeks after a stabbing had occurred where a 13 year old was able to enter into Jack James and stab another student. Um, it was exactly two weeks after that had happened. Met for five hours. That that didn't come up once. Um, and they, when they asked administration, how did you how did you decide on this school? <laughs> they, they, and and they and the trustees were very honest about that. Administration had not told them what other schools. They considered what other, uh, why other schools were rejected, anything like anything like that. They hadn't administration hadn't walked them through the th thought process, hadn't hadn't given them much of a window into how this decision was arrived at. Um, but administration was was willing to give them the the criteria that they used to make the decision, and it was it was space, uh, ability to add. More programs um, and um, uh, and of course costs uh, were the considerations that took into account. So safety is never even mentioned in in their calculations. So of course it's um, you know it's 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 like your uh, classic uh, sci-fi novel where the where the where the the edubots um, wipe out humanity because you didn't program them to not wipe out humanity. Uh, you forgot to mention that part. Is is uh, of course if you don't consider it, um, then then that's not going to come in uh, come into play. And 
Uh, and a trustee did ask them um, what sort of questions, if people had raised any questions about Calgary Transit, because a lot of the girls aren't going to be on one of these bus routes because they live all over. They live in Airdrie, Chestermere, uh, outside, for those not in Calgary, those are <laughs> bedroom communities outside of Calgary, or well, quite large, uh, but, uh, but uh, uh, towns under themselves that, that have their own unique value, mm -hmm. of course, but, but, but they're, they're, they're very close uh, to the city of Calgary. Um, and so these girls live not even, not even necessarily in the footprint of the Calgary Board of Education, all of them. Uh, and, um, uh, and so the, uh, so they were asking, okay, so has anyone raised any issues with Calgary Transit? And, and the educrats start going on about uh, uh, bus timetables and stuff like that, and how they're working with their partners at Calgary Transit and all that. Well, I know because people CC'd me on their emails that they were sending. I know people raised one major issue about Calgary Transit, which is that the C train stop that these girls would have to use to get there has been the location of. Uh, just in the two weeks before they had the meeting, a woman had been chased off the train platform with a hatchet. There had been this bizarre spaghetti western style showdown with uh, a knife, a pipe, and a flare gun at this C train stop. Um, and and it's 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 the for for those who are uh, who are in Calgary, it's the uh, Marlboro mm -hmm. C train stop. It's it's notoriously dangerous uh, for people who live in Calgary um, and um, and and actually um, I've talked to people who live in Marlboro <laughs> who say that it unjustifiably gives the neighborhood of Marlboro itself mm -hmm. an unjust reputation for being violent but it's really the sea train stop yeah. primarily um, and and so so they don't they didn't take into account student safety. It, it didn't figure into their calculations at all. They are considering, um, you know, things like space utilization. In this case, not, not in those 46 other cases, but in this case, they're willing to consider things like uh, space utilization. Uh, they're, they're wanting to take costs into account, making sure that they're not drawing down their capital reserves, which they mentioned in, in this five-hour meeting. Um, they mentioned their frustration with us because we were the only ones pointing this out. So I know it was <laughs> us, and they were using the number that we used, uh, saying that they had forty million dollars in capital reserves. This is money that they that they were given for capital funds from the province that they can only use for capital projects, which is to say, building new schools, refurbishing old schools, right? Like uh, renovating old schools. That that's uh, repairs. That's the only thing it can be used for. So they they have a study that says it would cost seventeen million dollars to uh, repair the the Kensington School, the, the building that the Louisiana program is in. Which to me only raises the question: of Why were these most vulnerable students allowed to have this building crumble around them to the point that it would take seventeen million dollars to repair? <laughs> um, so I'm willing to take that number at face value. It doesn't. It doesn't, to me, help the Calgary Board of Education's case at all. Um, but but we were saying that they had this these forty million dollars in capital reserves. They were very upset that we had said that. So they asked administration, um, 
could you could you talk about our real reserve levels and what and uh, and and what we actually have available to us for things like this? And, and they had a financial update earlier in the same meeting, so they said, well, as the piece of paper you all voted on earlier in this meeting says, you have forty nine point eight eight million dollars in reserves. <laughs> so they had been projecting that their reserves would be going down when they made this decision. It was it was. Part, part of what they were saying was that we're spending down our reserves. We aren't going to be able to do this $17 million outlay again. We're not we weren't necessarily asking them to do the $17 million outlay. Find another place. It's fine. But find a place by itself for this program to be by itself. Um, and uh, um, and so, but they said, we're going to be spending down our reserves. Spending down our reserves, we aren't going to be able to afford it. Well, instead of going down, their reserves have gone up by almost $10 million in less than a year. Um, uh, so $49.88 million, almost $50 million in reserves. Uh, and so, of course, the administration was trying to save face for the trustees a little and was talking about, well, if we work on all these other priorities that you guys have as a board, and if we uh, start greening up the schools and do all our deferred maintenance on all of our schools, including the ones that basically no students attend, <laughs> if 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 we were to do it, then you'd only have about ten or fifteen million dollars to play with. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> so even if you do everything that you want to do, we still have ten to fifteen million dollars. Yes. So like if we prioritize everything above above these vulnerable moms, right. then we still have money to work with. And then obviously the natural question being, but should we be prioritizing all of these other things and greening up our schools and whatnot? Not to say they shouldn't be done ever, but should they be elevated above the safety and, and and security of these moms who, again, track record has shown, have been victims of bullying and harassment and violence um, when not in these schools, as you mentioned, while they're stationed at Ernest Manning. And I'm sure many of the moms are, it's not like there's an immediate decision to go into Louise Dean School. I'm, I'm sure that many of them thought about sticking in their, the school that they have been attending before and thought they could dig it there, but then the pressures and the, the bullying and harassment and whatever else caused them to say, no, mom, no, dad, I, I need to swap over because it's not healthy and I don't know if I can handle the pressures that are coming in with this kid. I got to make a change. And so it, it speaks to the master problems there that unfortunately often happens at those high level decisions, right? That, that it, it's dollars and cents or, or under the pretense of dollars and cents and not the best interest of the students as it were. And, and I'm sure there's a lot more that we could say, say about the um, Alberta Teachers Association or, or whatever, but yeah. we won't get into all of that in this episode. Um, maybe, maybe let's start moving towards what do we do now? Because um, I, I wish we could have gotten this episode done before um, the, the board voted on this, but there's still, Although, there's still you know, hope, right? I'm not sure it would have mattered because um, I think all the feedback they got, and they got, and, and over 5,000, almost 5,000 people signed our petition before uh, the meeting, and uh, over 400 people uh, gave uh, gave feedback, uh, and uh, uh, and it seemed to me, and so this is subjective, and I, I, I try to I try to stick to hard facts as much as I can. This is subjective, but it it seemed to me that all that feedback only made them want to double down. That 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 they they were they were offended that people would suggest that they weren't taking safety into account when they're admitting 
that it wasn't part of their considerations. Um, they're, they're offended that people would say that a school that a stabbing occurred in isn't safe. They're offended that people would say that they've got $40 million in reserves because we'll have you know they have $49.8 million in reserves. Um, you know, is that uh, I, I, I think I think they they were just strengthened in their resolve to make this decision. Six six of the seven. One one I think I I, I did not think she was the the one who voted our way, uh, Dana Daly, and, and all credit to her. Um, the one who voted not to relocate Louise Dean. I was not the person I would have predicted <laughs> if we were gonna get six to one, but I think the I think the pressure uh, was significant and, and she listened to it. But for the other six, I I think I think it it wouldn't have mattered because any any pressure that we could have generated from doing this ahead of time, um, I think would have just added to their resolve not not to not to do it. But but sorry, you were starting to ask a question. I, I was asking of, of, of where we're at now. Uh, yes. I think that Alberta's in a, something of a unique situation because we have uh, the, the open door towards charter schools and other ways of going about addressing this problem. That, that it's not simply a done deal, that they're going to the Jack James, we're never going to hear from them again. Five years from now, there's going to be no parents in there um, because of XYZ reasons. But there is actually recourse that people can get involved with that might still be able to save this program from being rammed into the back door of another school, but rather, like you agreed upon, and this isn't necessarily a matter of keeping them in West Hillhurst, but rather having an independent facility for them. What, what avenues are you exploring now to try to uh, maintain this this um, separation isolation for the the flourishing of these students absolutely so we've uh, we have uh, relaunched our campaign and are now directing it to to save Louise Dean and we are now directing it to uh, the Minister of Education Adriana Lagrange um, and uh, and to the province to invite another school authority to step in and take over this program. Because the Calgary Board of Education has shown that that they don't have the desire to run this program the way every policymaker, aside from the ones they're paying apparently, uh, every, every policymaker agrees uh, that, that this is the, uh, that this is the way it should be run. We even, uh, we even got a, a shout out from the floor of the House of Commons from a <laughs> member of parliament that I think has come up on your show, Arnold Bierson, uh, and uh, uh, and Stephanie Cousy asked Arnold Bierson a question uh, about this. So even even in the House of Commons, it's 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 come to their attention. There's there's broad agreement that this that you need this sheltered programming, but it's very important for these for these girls and. Uh, and the Calgary Board of Education is not interested in providing it. So we're asking the province to uh, invite other school authorities to basically make an offer. The funding isn't going to check. The, the funding is decided on by a provincial formula, about $10,300 per student per year. Uh, and, uh, and it's a little more um, because of the maybe more than a little more. There's a, there's a bump because of the unique needs of, uh, of the moms in this situation uh, where, uh, where there's, going to be, there's going to be extra funding to that. Uh, the, the main issue from everything I was able to see from the Calgary Board of Education had nothing to do with the funding. It had to do with the facilities. So if 
if there were another education authority, uh, another school authority that were uh, that had facilities available to try to provide these uh, this kind of sheltered programming, then then we're asking the province to to open that up uh, for for another school authority to step in uh, because these moms should never be put in the situation where they're having to choose between their child and their education. Uh, that uh, that the the kind of bullying and harassment that 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 they might have to endure on their way to school in school um, is just whether it's intolerable even if it weren't intolerable to us and it is it's intolerable to them which is why which is why they prefer to drop out uh, in all too many of these situations and so uh, we're we're calling on the calling on the province to take this out of the Calgary Board of Education's hands they've shown uh, that they're they're not willing to run this program the way it needs to be run, uh, and and as you indicated, you're right that this program will just die on the vine in the in the situation that they've provided, and most likely because this kind of programming is still needed, an independent school or something like that would because because in Alberta we have a lot of education freedom and we have a lot of options in this way, it is most likely that an independent school or something, uh, some other kind of independent programming would pop up to take the place of this programming for the individual moms uh, in this in this situation. So let's just, let's let's skip the middleman. Let's not, let's not go through the part where the moms drop out for a couple years for, or for a year or whatever first. Um, let's, uh, let's just, let another program step in and take over uh, and have the province uh, facilitate that. that that's, what, that's what we're calling on now. And we've gotten, we've gotten some early indications that, that the province may even be open to that. So we need to make sure that Adriana LaGrange and, and that our new premier, uh, Daniel Smith, hear from us on this, that, that, this is, that this is important to us. And of course, uh, albertaparentunion.ca uh, go to the action tab and and sign the petition, letting them know. Beauty and and all that info can be in the description down below um, for the podcast. For you to be able to connect with the Alberta Parents Union with Jeff um, and contact information for MLAs that are relevant to Daniel Smith, the the Premier of Alberta at the time, and um, Adriana as well, um, the education leader right now. So that's super encouraging that there's an openness there potentially, and whether that gets moved into. I mean, I don't know what the likelihood of it getting moved into the um, Calgary Catholic School Board or Christ Redeemer or something like that, or even if it's um, an, an entirely independent entity that ends up tailoring a, a lot of services towards this. I, I think that there's a tremendous value to a more specialized approach because as, as we've talked about for the last half hour or so, um, clearly CBE is not invested in providing the best opportunity possible for these students and i get that money is a thing and you can't necessarily we're not going to build palaces for every one of these students per se but with the current allocation with the, the opportunities that we have with reserve funds with a lot of this um on the go you think that this would be a, a shining star that they would want to highlight within their school board of like look how well we take care as you mentioned the, the graduation rates the going on to post-secondary you think that would be something that they would want to prioritize and you really hope they don't need to get 
five years of terrible results at Jack James before they're willing to acknowledge that maybe this was a mistake and that they should have pursued another option. Hopefully we can find another entity that can take this on so that it's the, the moms don't suffer because at the end of the day, that, that's what it's about, right? The moms and their kids. And if, if they're suffering, then obviously we don't want that. We don't want the kids to be suffering. We don't want moms who are pregnant and, and contemplating, well, I, I don't want to go all the way to Jack James where I'm in an entirely different environment and I'm worried about all of those things. Maybe I'll just have the abortion. Maybe I'm not going to be a, um, that teen mom who gets bullied and, and I read this headline in the news, blah, blah, blah. Hopefully we can avoid all of that. Hopefully the province will see the wisdom in maintaining the integrity of this program and, and hopefully we can we make a really good thing happen here. And so Jeff, thanks a ton for coming on and for sharing everything that we need to know about this this situation. And I hope that many of you, our listeners, will be able to plug in with Jeff um, and the Alberta Parents Union for putting some pressure and some guidance towards the province to be able to bring this um, into a much better and, and safer and more secure isolated location. So thanks to Jeff, and, and I hope that um, we're able to, to get a good update in, in the coming months and, and maybe even sooner. Thanks so much. All right, folks, I hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Jeff Park, Executive Director of the Alberta Parents Union. Um, all right, folks, I hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Jeff Park, Executive Director of the Alberta Parents Union. Um, so many nuggets in there that I take away from it, not only as pertains to the really unfortunate situation that's happening here in Calgary and the pressure that we want to put on the Alberta government now to get Louise Dean um, High School for pregnant and new moms out of this situation, ramming it into Jack James High School, where, as Jeff mentioned, like literally there was a stabbing not too long ago, um, and where bullying and harassment is unfortunately sure to happen towards these moms. Um, not only the pressure that we can put on a, on the government of Alberta to make sure that these moms are still protected and secure in their facility, um, but also just opening up a greater conversation regarding the struggles that um, pregnant moms in high school might endure, right? That so often we encounter moms at high schools or who are recently graduated from high school who it sends shivers up their spines to think about the idea of going through pregnancy while in high school and that abortion is the only solution for them, um, I think this really cracks open the difficulty that many of these moms face and the urgent need that there is for safe, secure, independent facilities that allow for these moms to continue their education. Like I mentioned off the top, this shouldn't be an either or, this should be a both and you should be able to be both a parent and complete your education. We're getting so much better at online learning and one-on-one -on -one, um, teaching and all that kind of stuff that should be made available to these moms so they don't have to choose between killing their child and an education. Um, it's absolutely absurd. And so I hope that it can be a valuable takeaway for you. And I hope that whether you're in high school, whether you're a graduate from a high school and still living in that community, wherever you may be, that you might be able to help your local high school um, build in some of these safeguards and and ideas and concepts to to be able to better facilitate um, the completing of education for moms who are experiencing pregnancy um, and um, and those who who have children on the outside of the womb as well, whether whether it's during pregnancy in the last year of school or whether they become pregnant in grade ten or eleven or something like that, and they have that child, and they're able to complete their education 
because of very safe um, and very well thought out safeguards and checks and balances and all that kind of thing. And so I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, please do subscribe on whatever your your podcatcher is. If you're tuning on on YouTube, we're over the 500 YouTube subscriber mark. I'd love to hit a thousand this year. Um, and so if you'd help us hit that goal, that'd be absolutely phenomenal. Shout out to my um, great friend and the producer of the show, Matty Halleck. He doesn't get enough um appreciation and thanks and gratitude for all the work that he does to make the show sound and look great. No giveaway this week on our website mailing list. Um, but there's going to be some sweet giveaways coming up in the not too distant future. Okay. And so, um, tune into that. Uh, we, we did a giveaway last week. We're going to be doing giveaways in most of the upcoming weeks as well, but they're only there for those who are on the mailing list. And so go to www.prolifeguys.com, sign up for the mailing list there, and you'll get um, sometimes exclusive content, sometimes offers to um, CSPR run events. You'll get access to these contests that we're running for um, copies of books and signed other things, um, t-shirts like we had this past week, and um, so many other things. And so sign up on the website, prolifeguys.com to be a part of the mailing list. You get um, all these extra perks that go along with it. So thanks a ton. I hope that you have a great rest of your day wherever you're at, however many hours are left in it, and may God bless you abundantly.